Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail i'm b thank you for joining us this week we're just so happy to have this time together those of you who are my age know who sings that there you go those are you know if you know who it is and you're the first person to put it in the email to me i'm gonna send you a ten dollar gift card to something i'll look it up don't worry <laughs> you can't no, win. Don't even email. <laughs> it's gonna come from my email. You can't win, losers. <laughs> okay, haterade. You guys already $10. lost. I won. No, but okay, fine. I don't yeah. think I will. Go ahead. <laughs> Took it serious. Okay, let's see. Our moment of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Doesn't begin with me. It begins with me? Mm-hmm. That is true. Gratitude does begin with me. I love it. No. <laughs> Too much wine. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my moment of gratitude is I I'm grateful for my ability to stay in reality. Good. And that may be an odd thing, but there are times you just, if something doesn't go your way, you want to walk away from it. And that's not reality. You need to deal with it. Sometimes. You know, you you need to confront it, deal with it, whether it be work, whatever. You know, upset stomach, headache. Diarrhea, nausea, peptidismo. (laughs) And just, you know... (laughs) kind of face the situation head on because we we this week has been a a somewhat of a trying week for me and I I was proud that I maintained a sense of reality that whatever this is today is not going to be forever there you go that's good okay um I am grateful for Creativity um, and being able to put ideas into action. So I think this is me speaking. I think um, humans are kind of put on the planet from a a great amount of things. Um, But I think part of it is to be able to create um, ideas um, themes, whatever it is, but be able to create it. And I am grateful that I have been sprinkled with the talent of, you know, having an eye for certain things 
and seeing things come into life that are just ideas. So I am grateful for creativity um, and making things happen through a figment of imagination. Okay. That brings me to think of you and the, the nail thing. Was that the nail thing? It's... <laughs> See, B gets her nails done and she creates the design. She goes to quite, it's a task. You know, she looks, she does research, she looks at a lot of pictures and she comes up with something that speaks primarily to her. Uh-huh. And this week, someone copied it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with being, yeah, I mean, they did copy the exact yeah. same <laughs> nail design i mean to the squirrel to the dots but you know imitation is the greatest form of flattery i said that so at the same time i'm not like oh my god how dare you but at the same time it's just i mean and there's other things like you know photo shoots and things of that sort and being able to put the pieces together that you see but it isn't a reality so just a journey of creativity and then there's another project that i'm i'm working on that i'm kind of running the kinks through um and i don't know i'm excited to see how that comes about into the world and what is it i think i'm gonna write a a memoir of whose life? Me. You're only like 30-something. Okay. You're dying soon? No. Aren't like when people die, they write those? What, after you die, you're going to write a memoir from the grave? No, I'm going to write a memoir. Oh. I've lived a full life. Okay. I, I've always imagined old people doing it. Oh, I well, know. So I'm going to do it. So I'm writing a memoir. So, I mean, even that portion of it. Well, that doesn't mean you'll publish it tomorrow. No, it's no, no. There are some things I still have to work through with it. But yeah, I want to write a memoir. Oh, yes. Oh, good luck with that. That's pretty cool. I was just surprised because you're so young. I think of old people doing that. No, I've lived a full life. People who think they have a lot to share. No, no, I have. No, I have a lot. Okay. Well, we'll be anxious to hear about it. Yes. So, again, I, it's just something Maybe that... someone can win a copy of your memoir when it's published. We'll raffle one off. Buy it. <laughs> no. They can buy it. Well, no, one and then others. But anywho. All right. Back, back, <laughs> back, back to reality right now. <laughs> All right. I have a mixed bag of things. Because I feel like my week has been a mixed bag. Okay. And it's been a lot. There have been highs. There have been lows. And I think I don't want to program what I'm going to say or talk about today. All right. I'll try to follow along. (laughs) Let's go. I'm ready for the journey. But because it, it just... It's been, and I, I don't want to say a lot about what I do at work, and you know, people who know me might figure out. Boring. But, <laughs> but I just there are things that happen that 
I've run across more people this week who are on a, they, they seem so sad mm. or disturbed, mm-hmm. snappy people mm-hmm. that are normally very gregarious and like, you know, the chirpy, chirpy person that you want to choke in the morning. Like, oh my Lord, why are you so happy? Um, they're not even happy. Mm. And, and then I'll also, then I noticed that then I started asking people, um, are they anxious, anxiety or, and then I also, my point, no, what I actually asked, like at least over a dozen people this week at work in the supermarket, total strangers. And what do you do to, for yourself to keep yourself uplifted? Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a strange, I love that word, cacophony. Look at you. Y'all better look that up. (laughs) First person to email what that word means will get nothing from me. Or spell it. (laughs) Just spell that word. But they, I couldn't believe some of the answers. People didn't answer the question, basically. That they weren't, they didn't. That they didn't know what they... Well, no, I asked, what What do you do to keep, you know, how do you do, what do you do to take care of yourself during this time that may be stressful, work Mm -hmm. or whatever? I got answers like, well, I work more, I work so many hours. And, well, I just work so many hours. I just come home, go to bed, get up and go to work. That's kind of like my life. There's nothing else in there to do. Not live? And I, you know, and I was like, well, do you like maybe do a little spa treatment at home? Well, no, it's COVID. You can't go nowhere. Well, but you, you could do some things at home. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. It's, you know, then they don't want to talk. Conversation over. Mm. I think maybe they think I'm selling something. Yeah, Mary I Kay. I hadn't thought about that. They might think you're selling Mary Kay. Maybe they thought I was selling something. These are strangers in the store. But then other people I asked, you know, like people I work with, even um, people who came in to, to pick up their wares or make purchases, you know, how, how are you doing with your self-help today? What are you doing for yourself during this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody had a clear-cut answer. Someone said, well, it's COVID. What can I do? But I guess when anybody did answer, it was two things. They either drank or I, I just do a lot of praying. And I felt, I thought of all the stuff, like you mentioned, you read so, so much about and listen to different podcasts Mm -hmm. of self-help and things to do. I was kind of surprised. Well, I mean, I think part of it is that a lot of people don't have the bandwidth to like mental bandwidth. Oh, is there anything on their phone? No, on their phone, there's a (laughs) lot of bandwidth, but... Um, if you got the right plan, but I just think people don't have the mental bandwidth to, especially if you're dealing with a lot. Um, I think there are individual differences where I I can speak for myself that I got free time, but I actually do carve it too. Um, and not everybody has the free time to sit there and think about, okay, what am I going to do for myself that makes me happy? 
And then some people, they just don't think about it because their life is kind of on autopilot. They're just, what I do every day is what I do every day. And what do you mean do something new? And I think the point of what you're getting to, which correct me if I'm wrong, is that some people just like, even when you mention like, well, you could, and what about, they're just like, they're not open to hearing that either. They're stuck there. And that surprised me. I was really, I was really surprised. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I know. I know a few people that you could I, like sleep. Like I feel like I, I have a good grapple on sleep. So I'm always like with certain friends who sleep horribly, and I'm like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, I, and that's a question that I tend to ask people. Like, how'd you sleep? And they'll be like terrible. And I'm like, but you did nothing like not even changed one thing that might have made it so that you could sleep well. And they just kind of are like, no, I'm, you know, I didn't do anything, but I slept terribly and did nothing to change it. And this is sometimes year long conversations with people where you can mention something like, Hey, have you tried this? Or what about this? Or what about that? And it's, it's going to be a no because why? It's, they're already defeated. And then I'm thinking, okay, it is COVID. You are home, maybe, home more than normal. And I would think, do, do something. Are you doing, and they're just, they're really just not. And it just, it saddened me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you, how, is there a way to reach them, to, you know, show them, give them like a little bag of happiness, you know, with a facial in it, you know, some little trinkets inside, a, a piece of candy or something. I, I don't know. I, I, I really, I want to do something. Like a gift basket or something? Maybe not that big. No, well, I mean a gift <laughs> yeah, bag so, or whatever. Something in there that to, you know, is not just wait for Christmas time. Okay. You know, just a little something maybe to just, because I was so surprised. And because then I thought about myself, I I have anxiety uh-huh. and how I deal with my anxiety. I try not to drink too much because well, I, yes, I think that's a slippery it slope. It. Actually, it heightens it sometimes. Well, I just feel like the slippery slope into alcoholism and I, I can't afford to go there. And also fatness. I don't want to go there either. I'm bordering on the the COVID twenty, but but I've tried over years to adapt myself. Like, okay, if I'm upset or I'm sad about something, go ahead and cry. Cry ten or fifteen minutes, and sometimes that relieves the pressure of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I will do. Go ahead and and I, I won't admonish myself because I'm crying. Okay. I won't say you shouldn't be crying. You're so stupid. No, I'm crying because I'm just releasing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't done as much walking as I used to do when I lived in Miramar. I have to correct that. But it made me turn it around and look at myself. What am I really doing? Okay. To make it so that you're living a happier existence. Right. 
You know, I know like, and, and I have listened to you about the sleep thing. That's how I have the C pillow. Oh, uh, the pregnancy pillow. Yeah. And, and that, that helps in multiple things that for my swell, swelling ankles to propping myself up in bed when I want to sit up in bed or just to curl around it. Is it, there are and like having I love my my sheets I just love my sheets, but certain things like that and and now I'm trying to get down to clothes that this is the clothes I want to wear. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the same style, just in different colors every day. If I'm comfortable and happy in it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But and I just you know even to like my coworker, and she listens to this. I, you know, I said to her, what are you doing? What do you do to, you know, because she does have some um, things that are causing her anxiety and she doesn't really do anything, but it was not open to things. And how do you get people to be, to be open? Do you, how do you challenge them instead of just making a mere suggestion? How do we challenge them? to give something a whirl. Like you tell somebody about a go to bed at eight. I'm gonna challenge you to go to bed this week at eight o'clock and tell me how you slept. I mean, probably monetize it, but I ain't into paying nobody for nothing. Um, I don't know, sometimes you can challenge people without money. I mean, money seems to be one, I know that there's like those weight loss things where people have like a weight loss pack Okay. And whoever, the, the incentive is the money. And those individuals tend to do better when there's money involved um, or losing money. So you want to hold on to your money. So if you eat a Snicker, you have to pay a dollar every time you eat a Snicker at work. You know, if that's what you do at work. Oh, okay. So that might be a way. But Maybe. at the same time, I ain't paying you to do something. But I think, like I, again, I'm still a firm believer of control your controllables. And the only thing that I can do is make a mere suggestion. What you do with that suggestion is your business. You know, um, I can tell you, hey, a red light, you know, helps you you know, melatonin and it, it signals your body that it's time for bed versus the, the yellow light that is actually a blue light, you know, so you may want to go to red. And if you never buy the red light bulb, I can even send you the red light bulb. <laughs> How about that? You know, I can send you the red light bulb, but that doesn't guarantee me that you will screw it in. So at the same time, it's just kind of like, that person needs to be able to have that motivation within them. And the only thing that I feel that I can do is just live my life in the way that, you know, I feel is best for me. And then hopefully that person picks up the little things that they like about me. And I see little things about them that I like about them and incorporate it. But I think it's more of a personal decision than it is, me being able to motivate someone else to do what they could do to make their lives happier. That's on you. I, I don't know. I wish that, I don't know. Cause I think 
all the different podcasts that are out there, all the different things that you that you that you know you can try to do. And it's alarming that so many people who are not doing anything at a time that is so very stressful now, and they don't even want to talk about it. But if you mention the elections, they will talk you to your blue. Well, I think part of it is that we're so used to negativity. So, you know, and I think a lot of times people like to gripe. You know, a lot of people would prefer to gripe and be, you know, miserable. Misery loves company. And they prefer to be miserable than to talk about the things that make them fulfilled or happy. Because sometimes those things are boring. I know the things that make me happy aren't like, you know, ridiculously crazy. I, you know, I got me, oh, guys, I got my cashmere socks. (laughs) See, who could buy you something for Christmas? You bought it already. So there you go. (laughs) Save me some money. Thank you. I'll raffle my pair off. <laughs> send me your name. Send me your email. <laughs> I'll send you the cashmere socks. And then you can try it out and see if it helps with sleeping. But again, that's part of it is just that you invest in yourself. But see, now that does take money. Not all the time. But I know, but that's the other thing that startles me about this, concerns me about the world we're in. If there are things you can do that don't take money, but mm. they're not even looking for them, doing them, you know, because I can't, I kind of think like, yes, I didn't go out and survey 20,000 people. Okay. But the group that I surveyed, nobody responded with, oh, you know, yeah, I have a little, you know, I guess like the election is stressing me out, but I get up in the morning and I have a solitude moment mm-hmm. where I just don't, you know, listen or I turn my radio off and I listen to music going to work. Nobody had any input of things that they're working on. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're just like, just go home and go to sleep you know I'm telling you people really I think a lot of people are on autopilot because it's a lot it's a lot to take in and again a lot of people tend to choose I mean even the news it's hard to see news about a cat being rescued from a tree or you know a child with a lemonade stand or a billionaire donating all of his riches to the poor. There are, I'm sure these things are happening, but they are not reported. And if that's where you're getting your information from, I think that has a lot to do. It just worries you and you think about it and you can't get out of that frame of mind Um, Which is, again, why you have to choose and filter what you intake. If you're always watching disturbing things on the news and seeing what, you know, our last president that got (laughs) booted out. 
our little crybaby who's booted out. We're going to build um, a new White House. <laughs> yes, in our tangerine house. You know, if you're just paying attention to that mess, it's a lot. So how, you know, what are you doing to counterbalance that? And I guess that might be what it is. If you are going to see, okay, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes of whatever's going on in the world, then yeah. give yourself 20 minutes or what, you know, 20 minutes of good things or whatever the case may be. And I think that's part of it is that there is no yeah, balance. To try to get, yeah, right, to get a balance. Yeah, and I think even when it comes to interactions with people, I think if you have one... What is it? And I might be misquoting it. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But if it's like one bad interaction that you have, I think you need to have four or five good ones to make up for that one bad one. Ooh. So, again. <laughs> I may be busy the rest of the year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, again, it, it does. It, it just makes a difference when it comes to like the ratio of how we perceive things to be bad, and then how much good things need to happen to counteract that one bad thing. But we're not living in a world where one bad thing happens every blue moon. Like, one bad thing happens probably every 20 minutes because of the way mm -hmm. things are shown to us and the fact that we're living in a pandemic and the numbers keep rising and, you know... You don't know whether or not, I know I'm not seeing my mom for Thanksgiving, which, I mean, I've always, you know, gone over there and spent time over there for Thanksgiving, but that's not something that's possible. Um, so, you know, you have other things that weigh on you that are different, but I just think that people aren't seeing it like, okay, I'm for me, I'm like, I'm not going to see my mom this Thanksgiving, but I know I'm keeping her safe. And I know yeah. that she's keeping me safe, which is something to be thankful for. But not everybody's going to look at it from that perspective of I'm keeping you safe. You're keeping me safe. Some people are like, oh, no, I just can't see my mom. And, you know, what a terrible thing that I can't cut dry ass turkey with people. <laughs> <That's> like... <laughs> Might not be. That's why it might be good turkey. Well, some people are stressed because they don't even have a turkey. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's a lot. It's 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 a compound of different things, and I'm grateful that, you know, I can still sort of live my life in a way that is fulfilling. But I I've been creating it for so long, and I think if you haven't been creating it. Before the pandemic, this is a mind shift, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible for you to shift now so that when you get out of the pandemic, you're, you're better than where you were during and before mentally, emotionally, physically, and hopefully, you know, we'll all get financially better because I think a lot of us are, you know, the finances are shaky. Um, and I think too with everything that's going on maybe i have a sense that sometimes people grab the wrong straw of hope mm -hmm. like some people are looking at um well well there's a vaccine i'm gonna get that and i'll be home for christmas well that may be the wrong straw you know you need to what are the straws that 
can affect you now, change your life now. And I think that, that are here now. We're, we're they're, they're so far in the future. They think the future's tomorrow. It is not. No. And again, we all we tend to overestimate how happy we will be in future circumstances. Like so get to, you get know, to happiness here. Yeah. Because if you can be happy here, you can be happy anywhere. That's like New York. If you can live in New York, you can live anywhere. Yeah. And I think part of that might have to do with all the people who are wanting to go home for Thanksgiving because they're like, yes, I haven't been around people and I'm going to be so happy. But what happens when your grandma cuss you out? You know what I mean? Like she, she didn't cuss us. No, but whoever, you know what I mean. You saw what kind of family gatherings you got? <laughs> no, I, not even that. But you know how sometimes there's like turmoil over like like your ex husband shows up with his <laughs> new girlfriend and it's your cousin. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. You never know what's gonna come about, oh so you kind of overestimate that this is just gonna be. Oh my God, we're just gonna have the most wonderful Thanksgiving and yada yada yada. But what happens if it's terrible? And then on top of it, what happens if someone? Because now you're overestimating how you will be in the future. One individual has COVID at that meal. Then everybody else is sick or could be. Or, you know, has the potential to be sick too. And then what happens beyond that point? And I think a lot of people aren't thinking beyond that point. No. They're they're like, oh my God, I'm going to be so happy to be around my mom and my family and this. But at the same time, you're not really taking it into consideration what the risks are. And, and you didn't have a good relationship prior to COVID didn't change it unless you're working on it. Yeah. So if you weren't getting along with your family prior to COVID and you haven't really invested time with them and it's kind of hard to invest time with them if you're not invested in, in yourself. Yeah. So if you're not doing you, you're not doing them either. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think awareness matters. I think if people were to really be aware of where their time goes, like I, I ask myself every few hours, what time is it really? And I don't mean like, what time is it like, is it one o'clock? But really, where am I right now? You get lost? Not that I get <laughs> lost. <laughs> But basically, That's why you're writing that memoirs? You remember? I know, where remember, you were. remember who you were ten years ago. What a life! Uh, <laughs> I get it. It all comes to focus. No, no. But I mean, no. It's just like, where are you right now? Are you aware of where you are in space and time? Are you mindful of where you are right now? Are you and mindful of how you feel? And I just asked myself, what time is it? Like, are you happy right now? Are you sad? How do you feel? Because again, it's so easy to go on autopilot and just be a, you know, a little limbing going about your day and then, you know, going to sleep and starting it all over tomorrow. And I don't think that's a fulfilled life if you're not recognizing, you know what, right now, I'm not too kosher right now. If you're not even aware that things aren't kosher with you, how can you fix it? Right. You, yeah, because you can't. You, 
there's nothing for you to do there. Well, that was my one thing. And then my other thing was fear. Okay. In this conversation of what people are doing, um, uh, some other words people dropped in, like um, the group that I, I have the Bible study with last, I believe it was last week. And one of the things that predominantly most of the women in the group said they were living in fear. And uh, fear of, and they they never verbalized it, but I knew what the fear was because they were black, I'm black. The fear is that people are so angry. Uh -huh. They're concerned about what's going to happen with that anger. Are they really going to, you know, they've seen signs and things where they're coming after first the blacks, then the Native Americans. Welcome to the new world. Mm. And um, are these the same people that are at the rally super spreader events? Yeah. Well, oh. no, the ones with the signs. Okay. They, they, they might not but live the, to No, even... but the signs, but yeah, that's true. But you see a sign. And this is what one lady said to me, um, not, not from that group, but from another group we were talking about, the sign. And she said, you know, you see that sign and you can dismiss it and say, those are just a bunch of crazy people. They're extremists. Yes, they are. But isn't it the, the extremist that's the terrorist? Isn't it the extremist that picks up a gun and um, his mother drives him to a whole nother state to shoot someone? Mm -hmm. These are the extremists that do the extreme. And you could just be people who were walking into the Walmart and shooting people. You can just be going about your daily activities. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to wear? A flak jacket? And that, that's an absolute concern that eats into the self-care of myself. I'm just trying to stay alive. I mean, at the same, t again, I'm always going to be like a control your controllable kind of person. Um, at the same time, if there is an extremist that comes about and, you know, shoots up, God forbid, a local X, Y, and Z place. There's really nothing you can do about that. If you're there no. on that particular day, there's nothing that you can do about that as an individual outside of, if you really know some, how to unarm someone, if you seem to be carrying or you are carrying a weapon you know, that you can, you know, shoot back or you know how to disarm an individual like that. Really, what is it that you're supposed to do? And and uh, I don't know that there's anything, but it's just that living with that fear. That I, even to the point, and I've experienced it this week, driving in my car, I, I cut off somebody, not intentionally. Somebody came into my lane and I had no choice but to jump over. I looked before I went and I knew I had just, I had to move over and speed up at the same time. And the guy is flashing his lights, honking his horn, giving me the finger. And my prayer was don't let him have a gun. Mm. Cause I was pinned in. 
he could have come around me or just shot me from where he was because people are doing that. And in that, I mean, it got me so, I, I pulled over and just wept. Yeah, I, I can't say for myself that I, I even, I mean, I, I, to me, it's just like if there are cr crazy people and people who are extremists, there ain't nothing short that I can do of this, in this country because I just know that this country is full of them. Well, and I, and I understand that, but that was just such no, an but emotional I, I get it. moment. I thought, oh my God. And you know, I, it was nothing intentional. It's not, it's not like, and I tried to, cause I took the self, um, the defensive driving. Right. And that's one of the things they said, make a friend. If you're going in the other lane, wave, even in the mirror, just wave and thank, give them a thumbs up that you're coming over. So, and see if they'll let you come over mm -hmm. and make a friend. So they know that you're not, you know, this is not intentional, mm -hmm. but you can't, I don't know that person's mood. Maybe they're living in a fearful world too. And this is their, that I was the top of the hat. I mean, at the same time, what can you do about that? Well, nothing, but it's just, you're carrying that though. People are, and they're carrying b more buckets of it than they ever have, I think, before. Yeah, I would because, say. Because, you know, the other thing is too, not to cut you off, we're living in, we're not living in cloistered neighborhoods. No. You know, I think sometimes there's some sense of security in a cloistered neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that would, there's nothing, again, I just feel like fear and anxiety are kind of like BFFs, like they run around yes. the same block together and they yes. terrorize people. They're like, they knock on your door and they run and then there's no one there. Um, or there's a gun. There you go. <laughs> but I think, again, fear is a, you know, being afraid is a natural human tendency the same way that anxiety is a natural human trait too i think we're always in a state of anxiety because if you're not and you know if you're if you're not in a state of anxiety you're pretty much like comatose like we're always i mean some people are in a heightened state but okay. to be alive you have to be you're it's, basically it's you pumps your blood you got to keep your head on a swivel um, so I think that may, you know, I understand that people do have anxiety, but everybody has anxiety. Um, I think it's just the amount of anxiety that people carry with them day to day, um, is a difference. And then I also think that like, I don't know, it's really, I thinking of things that I am afraid of and one of them happens to be, you know, something happening to Alina. That would be a fear for me. Outside of that, I don't know that I carry too much fear. And when it comes to like things that bother me, that might, I, I, I just, the might, the could, the shoulds, the woulds, if it's out of my control, I just kind of like sweep it off to the side. But that's just something that I've learned. Like I'm, I just can't stay frozen. I can't. 
And I, well, I didn't stay frozen because oh, I kept about moving. You. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know the practicality in that for some situations. What? And just sweeping it to the side. In some situations, perhaps you need to prepare for the possibility. Like a hurricane, you prepare for that. Yeah, so that I'm not anxious. Right, but you prepare for that. What, there must be other ways you can prepare or when people have this kind of fear, what they can do to prepare themselves as best you can. Yeah, I think people probably need to somehow figure out what their toolbox is. Um, I think everybody carries around a, a mental toolbox that if X, Y, and Z situation comes out, you bring out that tool and you put it on the table. And that's the tool that you're going to fix that situation with. And I, and you're right. I don't think you can shield yourself from the wacko who comes in and decides to shoot up the place. No, I mean, again, if you walk into the store and you just have a sense, something's not right. Leave. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes our little spidey sense really does work. We just don't allow it. Yeah. You don't give it all the credit. And you know, if you see somebody that, that just looks odd in your neighborhood, Go home and call the police. Um, it all depends. I mean, well, I, I think it I all mean, depends. If you're in a neighborhood, like in our neighborhood, if I saw somebody, you know, uh, walking up and down, you know, looking into the houses over the fences and. Uh, oh, yeah, that's you know, different. That but, kind of thing. But I, I think mean somebody that is parking to visit someone else. Yeah. Then you become the crazy neighbor. Yes. <laughs> And as black people in a um, very predominantly white no, no. neighborhood. I'm talking about somebody who, who is obviously doing something that is a suspicious thing, like peeping in windows. And, and sometimes, like I saw a maintenance guy in a development that I lived in. I knew the maintenance guys. This was in Atlanta. And then I saw a guy in a maintenance guy uniform. Something was off about the uniform. I couldn't pinpoint it. And when he walked by me, he didn't speak. They always speak. Mm-hmm. And then he went to somebody's house and he's kind of looking around. And then he looks at me looking at him. And my instinct was like, okay, just continue to your car. Go to the, I went to the uh, office. Mm-hmm. And I said, I live as such and such. And there's a guy walking around in a, you know, maintenance, maintenance uniform. Outfit. And when I went into the office, the guy was coming out with the maintenance and I saw the difference. The patch was on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. And I said, are your patches always on, you know, over your heart? He goes, yeah, why? I said, there's a guy over there who has a uniform like yours, patches on the other side. He said, somebody else reported him to where? I said, I just saw him. And they didn't catch him that day, but they did catch him. But there are times we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We, we have anxiety. We saw something that looks suspicious, but we are either, we go in our house and say nothing or we get in our car and go, well, it's not me. It'll be okay. And somebody, something happens and you, then you think I could have done something. I know. I snitch when it's appropriate. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that for you, but I'm saying people will. Yeah. And that's part of their anxiety that I think you need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And just like you. You know, and you kind of got me into the plan for the hurricane thing. We have everything but a boat. I know. (laughs) I want an inflatable (laughs) boat. 
But, and I feel comfortable if the hurricane, except I don't have a life jacket, but that's another story. Um, but the dog has one. Figure that one out. But I think that's what people, that's what I've come away with. You need a toolkit. Start planning out the things that you say. I, I'm, I'm so, cons- I'm, I'm, fe- I'm fearful of somebody really trying to hurt me or hurt those I love. What can you do to release some of that fear? You're not going to release it all, mm-hmm. you know, and what can you do to, to be more self healing of yourself? Yeah, that's kind of, it goes back to that question of what time is it? And where are you right now? And how are you feeling? And I think if that's the case, and you can say to yourself, um, these are the things that I am afraid of. And really say, okay, I'm afraid of climate change. What can you do to change climate change? I'm afraid of an asteroid hitting the earth. What can you do? Absolutely nothing. Like, you know, just think about those certain things. Like, what can I do if X situation were to arise? And again, my whole thing in the beginning of the hurricane season before I started was, okay, climate change happens. Where are we with hurricanes? I think we're all learning the Greek alphabet (laughs) right now. Because we've had that many storms that we've cycled from A to Z and are now in the middle of the Greek alphabets. Yeah. And, and still, we got still a couple months to go. Yeah. So what can you do with the resources that you have to prepare for that moment? Um, I think another thing that I'm doing, which might sound really strange, but whatever. I, I'm like, what happens if I die? And I have written my little going away passage so that if I were to pass, you would be able to hear what I have to say in that moment. Oh, I thought you did like a will or something. Well, I had that as well. I mean, Alina's like my only child, so most of the things are going to her. Can I pick out a few things? Sure. <laughs> in case I uh, just in case <laughs> just talking in- about writing this book I'm a little suspicious but okay <laughs> no, 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 no. now you've written out your will and what you want said yeah, is there yes, something please. that you need to tell me no I'm fine oh okay oh my god no I'm fine I don't have an anxiety over that <laughs> no thank you but no I do Add to my anxiety. That's where pile. my mind goes because I even told Alina, look, let's craziness in the world. If the police by chance, I get in a bad interaction with them. I've told Alina what I need her to say to the reporters. And I've told a few other people what I want to be said. Just in case Alina chickens out. Cause what I have to say is that well, you didn't tell me. I might be the one that they talk to first. I didn't tell you. No. We'll, we'll talk about it offline. Okay. <laughs> I want I want everybody to be surprised by that one. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do. I've thought about that. Like if I were to, when you see the families and they're speaking to the family and they're saying that I would want X, Y, and Z to happen, I uh, or they would want 
such and such, Berlin would want this to happen. No, Berlin doesn't. Say what I said. Say okay. what I said. And I think about situations like that. If that if I go out like that and, you know, I'm a hashtag, I'm going to need you to say this. Don't say Berlin would wish. This is what Berlin said. And the same thing when it comes to, like, you know, writing your obituary. Like, this is what I want you to know about me. I don't want anybody else surmising me. I'll surmise me myself. Okay. And then put it out there. But yeah, those are things that I think about where I'm like, okay, if I were to die this way, I need this said. If I were to just, you know, whatever. Now, is that brought about through any anxiety? That might be. But I mean, it might be just looking at things and saying, okay, if this were me, this is what I want. And then it kind of ties that up in a bow. And I put it there because I know it's taken care of. So I'm not necessarily concerned about dying because I know Alina's taken care of and such and such will be said and the finances are fine. So I'm okay because I know past that point, which again, if I'm not here, Alina's still here, yeah. she's fine. So it's even thinking past well, she's me. she's a small child too. Yeah. Julian's grown, so he only has to bury me, and I want to be cremated. Yeah, so it's just thinking past that point. So it is an anxiety thing, but it's also like, okay, well, she got a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) She she might not have one then, Julian. She's not going to be in therapy the rest of her life. I mean, if if, (laughs) no, well, she'll be in therapy for like until she graduates high school. But I mean. Let's say something happens to me between now and then, she has someone she can talk to, okay. you know, that she trusts. And she, you know, so there are things that I've thought about where I'm like, okay, ducks are in a row and this can continue on. So, and even now, like, Alina's having a bit of issues with math, you know, I don't want her, my fear with her, especially because she is that around that age of 12, 13, where girls kind of like, oh my God, I don't like math. Even though they're good at it, they tend to like shy away from it. My whole thing is I don't want her to be that. I don't, I don't have that in me for her to be afraid of math. Yeah. Quit it because it's too hard. Quit it because it's too hard or quit it because it's not a girl thing to do. So pull my resources together so that she can have a tutor, you know? So those are different things that it's like, what can I do? And then what is the fear or what is it my outcome that I want it to be? What resources do I have available to me? And then can I utilize that resource? And that's the toolbox. It doesn't necessarily have to be me. It could be other people around me. But what's in that toolbox for me to come out and be like, here you go. And that way I'm not dwelling on her not getting math and worrying about her test every single week about. And, you know, I think some people would just be like, "Okay, well, I don't know what to tell you, child. Well, yeah, that way she can put that. You've given her the tools to deal with that. Yeah. So I think part of it is seeing whatever tools you have available you know i like you said last week journaling 
You know, there are certain things that if I feel like I can't speak to anybody else about it, I will A, journal it, and B, talk to my therapist about it. And those yeah. are, you know, other tools that I have available just to put something down or put something out and sort something out. But not everybody's going to say, wait, let me put pen to paper. Let me call, let me phone a friend. Let me talk to my therapist or whatever the case may be. So what's in your toolbox that you can use? And if there are things that are to your toolbox that you're using that don't serve your benefit, you maybe that's, that tool doesn't need to be there. Maybe it needs to be replaced with another tool because all of us kind of go in and put whatever's out on the table. Because yeah. it's easy. It's a reflex. So some people, if they're ang- they're ang- they have anxiety, they're like, okay, well, let me take some drugs. Okay, drugs make you a little bit more anxious. So maybe drugs shouldn't be it. Maybe you need to replace drugs with exercise, which gives you endorphins. So it's just kind of reevaluating where you are. For me, this is Berlin speaking, where you are, how you feel, what's in your toolbox, remove what doesn't need to be in your toolbox and put something better in it that you can kind of keep going, at, you know, and be okay with. Well, when the guy, when I thought the guy was going to chase me or shoot me down <laughs> and I pulled Poor over, thing. once I kind of gathered myself <laughs> and then I thought about it, what's the worst that could happen if he shoots me? If he shoots me and it's a fatal shot, my hope would be that I would not lose control of the car and to such an extent I would kill other people with my car. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. There you go. So that was that. And I didn't do anything wrong. Excuse me. And even if I did, if I purposely cut in front of him, it doesn't warrant him shooting me. And he going to jail. And that's that's something he has to deal with because there are other issues there. And I can't stop that. Mm-hmm. What I can try to do is maybe drive a little even more defensively. And I decided that there are certain times I am not getting on certain sections of 95 because they're just they they're just um like where you they bottleneck oh yeah and people are stressed we're living in a very stressful time they are stressed they are upset they don't want to stop they want to keep moving and I, i don't know they could be running from the police for all i know so i just decided okay during certain times of the day if i leave work i'm not going in that direction i'm a hit I'll go around. Mm-hmm. It may take me 10 or 15 minutes more, but it's a better peace of mind for me. And that's a toolbox. Yeah. So then I just kind of sorted that out. And, and I told some people and they were like, you know, and I, you know, like some people were like, I didn't drove dad. I didn't ran after him and took a picture of his license plate. And what would you do with it? Once you take it, what are you going to do? You can't mate. What do you do? Arresting for what? Giving you the finger? Public indecency. Right. You know, so I know I don't, that's not to me, that would not now, maybe that's their path and they're happy with it. That's not my path. And I think that's the other thing with all of this, you have to know, not just know your path, develop your path. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because if you're not doing that, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what yeah. you should. And there are going to be times, no, you're not going to know your response. Mm-hmm. And your response changes. And I think sometimes, too, you know, even if you don't know your response and the response that you give to a certain situation, person, whatever, isn't your best at that moment, still recognize that that wasn't the best at that moment. And then if you're still alive, change. If that's what you, if it really bothers you that much. But I think a lot of the time people recognize that that wasn't the best. And they're like, but that's just me. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, but that's just me. And that's who I am. And then it's like, that's it. Like that, that, you know, what you did was screwy and you're going to sit up in my face and be like, well, that's just me. So it's just kind of like, you got to recognize that you as an individual have the ability to change, have the ability to not be who you were yesterday, have the ability to not respond to a certain situation because you've done it for so long does not necessarily mean that it needs to continue and you and just recognize it for what it is and an interesting thing um i started this week questioning people asking people and i didn't ask this girl in the walmart by the job i apparently go in there a lot because I get coffee from there, cream for there for work. And if we need paper towels and stuff, I run right in there. And um, I went in there to get uh, some paper towels at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And um, the I went to the same, I tried to go to the same young lady that I know because she also attends where I work. And so she said, I want you to know that you, you make me think about stuff. I didn't ask her a question. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what stuff? <laughs> I know, right? What's the stuff? I'm concerned now. What have I done? <laughs> and she said, no. She said, I-, I heard you when you asked the-, the lady this week about, you know, how does she do, does she have any self-care tips that she's working on or doing during this, you know, time that may be stressful. And she said, you know, I thought about it. I didn't have any either. She said, but I have some now. She said, I started reading some things. Oh, that's good. She said, so thank you. She said, I really didn't even think about it. She thought I just thought going to work, going home, eating. She says she has family at home that she helps. And she said, I never really thought about maybe I should just take a moment for me. Yeah. You know, she said, I listen to the radio and stuff coming to work. She said, but I don't really take out time just for me to do something. Yeah. So I thought that's, that's a thing sometimes that happens when you ask people things. The person you're talking to may not be the one. It may be somebody who's listening. Yeah. So I think we should always, you know, maybe ask questions, even ask strangers, you know, as long as they're not carrying weaponry. Ask them, you know, how you doing? 
Because we live in crazy times. It's just a simple question. How you doing? And if they don't want to answer, okay. Maybe they'll think about that. You know, like you say, what time it is. That's a way of asking somebody what time it is emotionally or whatever. Mm -hmm. How you doing? You doing okay? Yeah. And really wait to see if you get an answer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, a big takeaway from what we're discussing is really to evaluate what you as an individual and we all as an individual because I think when you you take care of yourself you and it's easier for you to take care of others you put your mask on yeah I think it's it's easier for you to take care of others and be open because I've found that me taking care of me aids me in taking care of other people yes you know so again I think that's part of what it is, just evaluating what's in your toolbox. And if it's not serving you to really sit there and say, is it possible for me to add to my toolbox? And I think for, I think there's an abundant amount of things that you can add to your toolbox that are free, that can make your life better, those around you, their lives better. And I think that's a a good question to ask is, Again, what are you doing to make sure that you're good? Yeah. So it was kind of like a cool week, you know, in in that sense. And I learned some stuff about myself, too, and my fears, you know, and I'm not sure how I'm going to address the fear of being run over and shot in the car, but um, maybe don't cut people off. (laughs) I mean, that's mine. That's <laughs> point. Right. You know, and pay. I but I do pay attention when I go into stores. Like, I try not to go to Walmart before because of that very reason. I think that they they are so susceptible because shoot ups have happened more in Wal. I've heard more now. Maybe it's happening in other stores. I have heard Walmart the most. Yeah, I I haven't been to Walmart in a minute. So no, so that concerns me. I'm not going to a Walmart. I try to avoid that. And, um, but places where I do go, I, before I get out the car, I look around, see who's going in see if who's hanging around outside and not even because I think they're going to shoot up the place, but this is an opportunity to attack, especially an older woman, mm-hmm. you know, if you see young, young guy, old guy, or just anybody suspiciously hanging by a door, I don't care what color they are suspiciously hanging out like they really got no place to go. Well, I might want to walk on the other side. That's why I remember I was in the car with Delina and I was like, there's a rape van. You know what a yes. rape van is. And so what I do is if I see one in a parking lot, I'm not, that's, if you know, what, okay, rape vans to me, quote unquote, those vans are the ones that have no windows. Yeah. The panel van. And they kind of have like a lock on the back. I'm like, okay, Alina, if you ever see that van, yeah, the lock is really the key. Yes. So I, you know, those are the things that I, I, I never park. I remember I, I took my mom to a grocery store once and I was waiting in a car and one pulled up next to me. And I like moved my car and my mom didn't have her cell phone at that time. And I'm like, oh, she's just going to be looking around for me. <laughs> Cause 
I don't know what to tell. Grab your mom. Well, no. Wait, I wasn't gonna stand. Cause I, I don't, I don't, cause I'm like, okay, like, what are you gonna do? Like, bang the window out. So those are the scenarios that pass through my head, and it's like, well, what can you do at that moment? Move your car. And if you park your car and you come back and it's one park next to you, get a cop to walk you to your car. Yeah. So those are, I mean, those are that. that and don't hesitate. Don't say, oh, by the time I get a cop, it'll be a half hour. Hey, okay. If you don't, you might not see anyone again. Yeah. Or have somebody from the store walk you out. I don't know. But yeah, I don't play those reindeer games with those vans. They are like creepy. But anywho, we went on a tangent of my fear. <laughs> well, if there's okay. something I fear, it's that man. Yeah. Um, and that's not irrational. No, not at all. So yeah, I, that's that's. And so, who has a tip today? I do. Okay, so my tip. Actually, I was just singing the song in the car, um, Roxanne, by Steam. Well, it's the Police, but Steam's the lead singer. And he's like, put on a red light. So that is my tip. Put on a red light. In your bedroom. Uh, yeah, in your bedroom, in your house, anywhere. Um, put on a uh, put on a red light. And again, my if you want to be all sensual, you can put it on for that. If you have do what what does a red light do? Oh, it signals your body that it's time to produce melatonin to go to bed. Oh, okay. Cause the red, the song with the red light. I, I was like in the window. <laughs> what are we doing here? Oh, a red light district. <laughs> I mean, if you're look, we're about to get evicted. <laughs> look, you can put on the red light if that's what you do. Sex work is actual work for me, well, for people. So I don't knock sex workers. But yes, for sleep too. I, I like the red light before I go to bed that is what's on after a certain hour and I think hearkening back to the sleep portion of it it does help and it does signal your body that it's time to go to bed that yellow light that you keep on is actually a blue light which is the outdoor sunlight yes yeah, so it's telling your body to stay up so Take away the blue lights that are in your vicinity, and that includes your laptop, that includes TV, that includes, you know, a tablet if you have one, and put those things away so that your body isn't being being told by, via the light on to its stay own awake. to stay awake, and that way you can really see if it helps you with your sleep schedule because for me that was one of the first things that I did when I realized that there was a benefit in having a red light and it does something to your eyes too so it does really? yeah compared to like the way you look at the light it, because you're now the, it's dimmer so now the way your eye it, it just kind of constricts a little bit more so that you can so, so you don't read by the red light Oh, no, I don't read at a red light. Okay. I might do other things, but okay. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put explicit by this. Do not let your children listen. I didn't say so. what I did. <laughs> Just say, open up questions. Cup of tea? A spot of tea? Well, but that that's okay. So that would be my thing. Um, 
And maybe that's something we'll put in our little bag. What, red light bulbs? You know, a light bulb in the bag to to give people. It's like an idea. You guys can take a picture with it, like, bing. Yeah. Remember they used to have, like, the cartoons, yeah. and it would be, like, an idea. Be yeah, but bag. if you're going to put it in the bag, you got to put a little direction why it's in the bag. Because okay. red lights, people will think other things, like I did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. But I do like that song by Sting. I mean, The Police. It really is a good song. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm de- I want to develop little bags to give. Put on a red light. And then one day we'll sell them. But that's another story. And I felt like, on another note, I felt like Sting was just a little bit too possessive with her. Like, telling her. Roxanne? Yes. He was a little bit too possessive with Roxanne. So if there's another thing that I can tell you. <laughs> Where's Alina when I need her? <laughs> You're on the subject. <laughs> if there's another thing that I can say about the red light, is be careful and see, you know, how people are possessive over you. Because he was quite possessive. The red light? No. Well, the song. Oh. Um, is the song called Red Light? The song is Roxanne, but put on oh, a red okay. light is kind of like, you know, where he's screaming at her. But at the same time, he was telling her all of the things that she can't do because of who he is and Um, telling her not to do these things because he wants her. So, um, again, um, I never paid much attention. Oh, yeah. Outside of the red light thing. Yeah. The lyrics. The the chorus. That was it. Yes. So outside of that, be careful of people who are trying to tell you not to put on your red light. Okay, well, on that note, and be sure to ask people how they're doing. There you go. So that's our tips for today, and we're going to wish you well. Please like us, email us. I actually checked. There was none. Uh, Got us. So please email that gift card, screaming. We need to start a Patreon. Uh, What's that? Patreon is kind of like a sponsorship where people can send whatever amount of monies that they want. <laughs> what? Okay, we're going to go now. <laughs> what? We'll, we'll talk about this off okay. camera or off mic. So, and as always, be easy. Oh, I messed up. My bad. Yeah. I was thinking about money. <laughs> What we've been talking about the whole time. As always, give us money. No. As always, be safe. Be well. Be easy. And be blessed. And Alina's with her tutor. So be eat. There you go. Eat. Have a great one. Thank you.